Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, do you like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are you a Shin Nihon freak? If so, check out the Super Jcast with Joel and Damon on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And even if you fucking hate New Japan Pro Wrestling, listen to the Super Jcast anyway. Not just for our great show reviews, analysis, and pastrami sandwiches, mm-hmm. but there's also usually some dick jokes somewhere in the obligatory opening 30 minutes of absolute nonsense we chat about every single week. That's the Super Jcast for all the best talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps, and pornography. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Kids, do you like professional wrestling? Well, we like professional wrestling too. This is Shake Them Ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins. He is Chris Novembrino. It's music- true. Yes, very true. Uh, music wise, rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor and Randy Meisner of the Eagles. Once again, after watching History of the Eagles documentary, Glenn Fry, worst person on earth. Don't like him at all. <laughs> Bullied poor Randy. To the point where he had to leave the band but uh yeah any any quick thoughts on that before i get into my esoteric wrestling question of the week sure um on sinead o'connor i guess i would say that uh looking back at her career i have a very different estimation of it at the time where i thought like she was getting a bit of a bum rap like living, you know, like in the nineties and stuff and growing up and watching old episodes of Saturday Night Live. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I, it felt like she was getting a bum rap, but like now with the benefit of hindsight and all of the news stories and court cases and all of the things. Well, that- well, hold on. What, what rap did you think she had in the nineties since I lived through them? <laughs> I think that she had, uh, basically the rap of being someone who was lobbying unfair complaints against the Catholic church. Okay. Okay. Like essentially a bad apples argument. Oh, sure. This does happen. There are a few bad apples, but this was not something that the organization was pervasively trying to deny or anything like that. This is not something that like the Catholic church was trying to cover up. And so when, you know, Sinead O'Connor is saying these things, she's being very unfair. Gotcha. And I, I think, you know, history has actually kind of borne out her position. And uh, it, it makes I, I look back at what she did as very brave because I think she could have had a much more um, safe career uh, that would that I don't think she would have been satisfied with. And uh, she made a lot of great music along the way. But but she also managed to, like, I don't know, speak to her values and what she truly believed. And I think that's I think that's admirable. On to the wrestling question, because I woke up this morning with an epiphany and I'm not sure if I'm correct. And I tend to bounce things off of you as opposed to the wrestling bubble, because you generally have different ideas of this. So on Wednesday's Dynamite, after this Britt Baker, Taya Valkyrie nine minute match. Um that I didn't think was very good, to be honest with you. It looked like um, both competitors got a bit winded. It looked like they were off on different pages at time, et cetera, et cetera. The director does a close-up of a sign that is front row center and very prominent out there that says, uh, I, I believe the, the exact wording is book the AEW women's division better. I'm not sure if that's the exact wording, but it's it's the approximation of what the sign said. Did you see the sign, Chris? 
Yes, I did. I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand the context when you sent me that first screen cap. And now of course I do. And it's like, whoa. Why yes. Would, now why, he, he zoomed. It wasn't incidental. It was actually. It was not yeah. incidental. Now, okay. now, now here is maybe, I mean, maybe he saw AEW women's division decide, Hey, cut to that. And didn't see, didn't see the sign or whatever. But here is my question. Because, okay, let, let's assume it wasn't an accident. Was it, hey, we've heard your concerns about the booking of the women's division, and we're going to try and do better in the future? Or, as I kind of posited to myself when I woke up this morning, what is the possibility that they were spiking the football here? And they said, see... We gave you a nice long nine minute women's match and we're here to look, look at what we did. Congratulate us right now. Type of a thing. Am I being far too cynical about this? Oh, that they're trying to congratulate themselves for that match. Like spiking the ball on the one. Oh, <laughs> oh, because I, you don't put I that don't sign. Know. You don't put that I, sign no, on I your know. television without no, no, some no, sort of you, purpose. You had my, my gears turning as to what would be what they thought the message was of that. Don't and, get me wrong. I am more inclined to go with the former that they're going, okay, we're hearing the people who are complaining that we're not booking enough women on these shows, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a part of me that knows that AEW does have a very high opinion of itself at times. In terms of how forward-thinking they are. Uh, yes, particularly with, with regards to this uh, women's division. Yes. And, I mean, who among us does not enjoy, uh, I believe they are called, uh, they're not called control. What is uh, the Soraya faction? The outcasts? The outcasts. Who among us doesn't <laughs> love them? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the two most interesting women to me on their division right now well the ones that are still able to work and aren't injured are uh are emmy sakura who last seen on ring of honor and was only doing aew dark and athena who's the ring of honor women's champion there, there's nobody really all that compelling right now and there's a lot of there's a lot of women on the roster that just aren't being used. Like Willow is used a lot. Sky Blue is used far too much, in my opinion, at times. I mean, you. you I mean, the Red Velvets of the world, the uh, the Yuka Sakazakis of the world. You know, a, a, a lot of those tertiary characters are nowhere to be found, and they have no room for them here. But it was just an interesting question that I I woke up. I went, my God, what if they were actually congratulating themselves, and it wasn't addressing the problem necessarily it was more we've addressed the problem there you go because last week they did the 30 second brit baker squash match this week we did the nine and a half minute brit baker match you're welcome america oh yeah yeah like this is the this is the response i mean that is really over reading that sign right like i think for as not good as that squash match was it was also a 30 second squash match and the idea that the person going to the show the next week was like i gotta make a sign about this i need to be heard i need you know, I, I, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not gonna be quiet on this one no no there are lines and they got well, no, there there's a segment of wrestling fans who want equal time or you know proportionary time i guess is, is the word i would use for men and women's wrestling on the shows. And the fact that WWE right now is doing a really good job of booking their women's division. You may not like all the stories on there. They may not have, you know, they may not knock it out of the park every time, but they are giving time to the women and some of the stories. And a lot of those segments are the highest rated of the week, especially the ones involving Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I mean, they've, definitely made a new star in Rhea, Rhea Ripley and you you sort of can't deny it anymore even by the numbers I mean she she's just got she's got star power right now and 
AEW has not really been able to build a star like that since Britt Baker. And it feels like the Britt Baker star has sort of waned, waned. a bit. Yes. You and I were both about to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, we can bring it back up in the lazy river if we have to. It was just a question I want to ask uh, you. Uh, Newswise, top story. Vince McMahon recovering from surgery. Going to report from TMZ, the 77-year-old had quote-unquote major surgery last week to correct an issue with his spine. The specific nature of McMahon's spinal issue is not clear, but the surgery was ultimately deemed a success. There is no timetable for his recovery. Fightful, following up on this, we've confirmed with WWE sources that the surgery took place last week, which kept him from doing any work on SmackDown or the Raw after. Overall, the surgery is said to have been near five hours long, and those close to him claim that it was a major life-altering operation, as it would be for anyone who under underwent it. We asked WWE if this would affect his work moving forward, and we're not given a direct answer on that. However... We also learned that Triple H was not at WWE Raw this past Monday, and the show was run by Bruce Pritchard. However, Triple H is expected back imminently. Uh, I think I can I can now uh, break the news. Vince McMahon's now a cyborg, and he's going to oh, live forever. You, you totally <laughs> scooped me on Mecha Vince. Here comes Vince. Mecha Vince is real? The yeah. brain is in the robot? It he's is getting- happening. He's getting the nanotech. It that is, is what is going on. Oh, no, right it now. has happened, kids. He is gonna live, outlive us all, and he's gonna have that stupid stash on the robot because I'm sure that was a specific request. After the spinal surgery, however, he'll only be able to do the McMahon walk. Uh, well, that is one one quirk <laughs> of nanotech. That's how it works. It's so interesting because he wants employees who don't have a spine. And, <laughs> and instead, he's getting his reinforced. He's getting his reinforced. <laughs> Coward. Oh, my goodness. Well, Narcissist. I, I, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking back brace. And, and, I'm, and you, you look at it. I mean, when he was doing that walk and everything, I mean, he is number one. He has lifted heavy things for a lot of years of his life. He, he put on way too much muscle up. Yes. Top. Yes. especially in his midlife and mid later life and the body can you know quote unquote generate that muscle but the actual bones and stuff can't support it and he kept his weight up uh muscle wise for a very long time and that's going to have adverse effects on the spine took a lot of bumps which also won't help the back any um looked like he might have a bit of scoliosis as well um as someone who has slight scoliosis, but uh, yeah, um, I guess we'll wait to see. But for right now, uh, Voices of Wrestling's Shake Them Ropes reports Mecca Vince is real and it's spectacular. Uh, moving on, it was confirmed to Fightful that all the alliterative nicknames on the July 17th Raw were a directive from Vince McMahon. Wasn't pushed nearly as hard on SmackDown on July 21st or Raw on July 24th, so it looks like it was just an idea he had, and that most thought was bad, and he gave up on it after. They are still doing new nicknames, of course, but not so many that it got silly with Dirty Dom and Big Bronson Reed and such, but not to where the announcers just sound so fake with one alliterative nickname after another. And I love this quote from Dave. Still, we did have scintillating Santos Escobar. Oh, this was annoying. This was annoying a couple weeks ago. I just couldn't get over it. Um, Brought up here on the show, but Big Bronson uh, Reed, something about the way Kevin Patrick would say Big Bronson Reed really got to me. Big Bronson Reed. That's, oh, that's 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 stage directions. That's that's him being produced to say you got you got you got to emphasize the big. <laughs> really, really punch the bees. Punch the bees because yes, because we are being alliterative, and that way people will remember these things, and that'll give them personality. Uh, although. I do think they have to keep Dirty Dom. Dirty Dom is good. Dirty Dom is actually good. <laughs> and and you can then drop Mysterio and keep reminding him that he's Dominic Mysterio. Instead, he's Dirty Dom. There you go. See? Now we've separated him from his father, and he can be his own character. But uh, until we want to bring back the Mysterio uh, last name, hopefully. Um, 
Uh, NXT No Mercy is going to take place live from Bakersfield, California on Saturday, September 30th. I bring this up because that is an interesting venue for NXT to run. NXT has run Bakersfield before, and and it, it tends to be one of those house show, smaller house show venues that WWE runs when it comes out here. It's not quite Southern California, but it's not quite Middle California. It it's very much um, <laughs> Bakersfield, often called Meth Capital of America. Um, but it has a very vocal and active wrestling fandom. And so I find of all the venues, because like this week's uh, NXT uh, Great American Bash is in. Uh, your former stomping grounds of Austin, Texas. I I did not stomp in Austin. Oh, I thought you did. I stomped in Dallas. Well, I thought you went to Austin occasionally. Like a couple of times. Well, okay. Trisha lives in Austin. Okay, how about that? <laughs> Super yeah. fan Trisha who always heckles us. And, you know, all Texas looks alike to me. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but no, that that's, a, that's an interesting place that they want to put a big event for No Mercy as opposed to maybe other venues around the country or something like that, Chris? Uh, any thoughts on that, or should I just move on? Yeah, just move on. Okay. Uh, re-signing with AEW, Roosh. It was originally rumored that he was going on his way to WWE, but apparently... It was all uh, Roosh. Uh, uh, <laughs> apparently, according to sources within the WWE, and I believe this is uh, Dave talking here, or no, it was, it's Fightful talking, I think. One, one of the two. Um, I want to give credit where credit's due, but I forgot to put it on my notes. Uh, that the offer was so uh, astronomical in terms of money that there was no way WWE was going to be able to match it. And uh, Punk has been pushing hard for Roosh to be brought over to be a collider um, and be part of that team there. Is Roosh better off in AEW or WWE? AEW. I agree. And I think in particular, especially as we're seeing a real bifurcation of the product between Collision and Dynamite, uh, if Punk is interested in having him in Dynamite, that probably means he has something in mind for him. Yeah, I think we're getting uh, Los Ingobernables, uh, the AEW, um, with him and Andrade and probably Drillistico. Um I don't know. There's a few luchadors in there you can add in if you if you wanted to, really. I mean, Bandito's there once his wrist heals. You could do a commander if you wanted to. You um, could make gravity evil. That could be really fun. <laughs> gravity is evil. <laughs> Just I, I, as a general notion. Maybe not the luchador. <laughs> well, that, I, I mean, it like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Look. When Newton knew what he was doing. <laughs> he shouldn't have invented that. Should have invented it, yeah. Should have just let us all float. Everything was going fine. We are all airborne and flying until Newton discovered gravity. You only touched F the that guy. Back yeah. before, was it 1611 or something like that? Like, if you <laughs> wanted to touch the ground, you had to fly down to it. We were all superheroes, and then Newton had to ruin everything for everybody. Screw oh, him. No, no, everyone could fly, so it wasn't like anyone was, like, superheroes. That's true. That yeah, true. you still had to train. <laughs> uh, Production-wise, AEW gave Scotty to Hottie a producer tryout this past week. Chris Hero has been hired full-time. And in addition to his active in-ring schedule, Orange Cassidy reportedly has a new role backstage as well, uh, being a producer agent for the company. Uh, any thoughts on any of those three? Um, Chris Hero is a great wrestling mind. Chris Hero is a great. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah he's definitely a great wrestling mind, and I'm I don't know where Scott Taylor's, you know, like, I mean, I know he's had some good matches. I know he's like not a slouch by any means. Scott used to be a, an agent over for WWE. Yeah. Long time from what I remember, at least somewhat. And then got, right. he, he was one of those guys who kept getting cut and then rehired and then cut and rehired. Um, yeah. He knows showmanship. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and I, I find Orange Cassidy uh, getting more power backstage of some interest. Uh, he's older than some people think he is. He's he's thirty nine. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I mean, he's been doing this a long time. He was in Chikara for a very long time in Ring of Honor as well. Um, but it looks like they're promoting from within, which I also think is a very intriguing move. Now, now you're going to start having you're going to have AEW style producers producing AEW, which I think is it. It's a plus to me. I mean, it, it, it's it's fascinating to me. Like half of WWE's producers are ex impact tna guys uh you know the older members of aew's production staff are all ex wwe so yeah um it's it's interesting uh injury news uh angles were run on raw this past week to cover for real life injuries with Liv morgan and kevin owens who are gonna be out for a little while Scorpio Sky also injured, removed from AEW Rampage match. Tony Khan delivered that news to the live crowd after AEW Dynamite. Um, don't I don't know that I have any additional. Okay. And uh, that is all I have for the uh, news. Other than oh, do you, do you want to congratulate Hulk Hogan on being engaged again to a forty-five-year-old yoga instructor? Oh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> There's ever someone who I think should get infinity chances. It's Hulk Hogan, who is uh, the poster boy of men who get infinity chances. I still think he leaked his own sex tape, but that's me. I can't prove it, but, you know, that's me. Uh, (laughs) That's the end of the news. Now to the Lazy River, whatever we watched this week. And good Lord, there keeps being content added every single week. Whatever we watch, whatever we're thinking about, whatever is going on in the news of professional wrestling that either Chris or I want to bring up, we'll bring that here. We will start as per tradition when there is a special live event with a preview of it this weekend. It's NXT's turn the aforementioned not in Chris's stomping grounds of Austin, Texas at the HEB Center. Uh, <laughs> NXT Great American Bash 2023. Seven matches on your card. Starting with the pre-show match, an eight-person mixed tag match. Dragon Lee, Nathan Frazier, Ulyssa Leone, and Valentina Faraz versus The Metaphor. Great name. Mid-stable. Noam Dar, Oro Mensa, Jakara Jackson, and Lash Legend. I think we might be putting the heels over here. Oh, we definitely are putting the heels over here, and they're beating one of the women. Yeah, yeah, yeah getting Lash Legend over specifically. And Jakar- Yeah, and you don't want to beat Lee and Frazier, who are two of your workhorses right now in NXT. Sure, sure. Um, Where should we begin on this? Good Lord. Uh... Let's start, okay, with a with a fun match, I think. Uh, triple threat for the NXT North American Championship. Your champion, Dirty Dominic Mysterio, taking on Mustafa Ali and Wesley. No relation. Hmm. This I, could be a lot of fun, or this could be a mess, depending on how Dominic works with these two. Right. It uh, There's going to be a lot of dominant-dependent antics here, and... I think also Mustafa Ali has an important role to play in all of this in, in terms of keeping things interesting. Yes. Uh, yeah. He has to, he has to kind of flip sides or, I mean, you know what I mean? Like he has to kind of go in a number. He, of different he is directions. already kind of heel, even though he hasn't officially turned heel. I don't believe. Has he? I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. They, they're doing this weird thing where they're towing the line where you've seen him do heel stuff, but he's not a heel just yet. Um, I could, I could see the crowd getting confused on this where he's like a baby face against Dom, but a heel against Wes. Right. Right. And that's almost kind of like what I would want him to be doing. Yeah. Like a fake baby face against Dom, basically just using the crowd, like manipulating the crowd. Doing the fire up spots, all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then like immediately whenever Dom or whenever uh, West gets back in, like doing a chop block or something dastardly to to West, like to reassert his healness. Does Dominic lose this title? No, no, not not at all. Not a damn chance in hell. Not when you have a hot stable like the Judgment Day. You're not taking the title off him just yet. In a submission match for the NXT Women's Championship, Tiffany Stratton versus Thea Hale with the boys from Chase University. I I love Thea Hale. I love Tiffany Stratton. 
Tiffany Stratton's winning this, and I assume it will be the help with the help of um uh Regal's kid and yeah, yeah, Charlie Dempsey and Drew Gulak. Charlie Dempsey and Drew Gulak. I assume that maybe they've taught her something or they will interfere on behalf or something. Uh I'll I think go this, I, way. I'll go I'll give you at least one more way this could go. Okay. Thea Hale loses and she rejects Chase University and then goes oh. back and sides with Regal and Charlie Dempsey. Oh, I, I you mean uh, Gulak and Charlie Dempsey? Yeah, Gulak and yeah. Gulak I and... I wouldn't mind that necessarily. I just I I don't think I don't think it's time for heel Thea Hale. I you know what I think also Thea Hale Thea Hale Thea Hale. Let's go. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a third option here. Thea gets a visual win again think she's won it starts celebrating and then gets beat when she's like taken from behind by tiffany stratton in some sort of submission and then ends up getting hoisted on her own petard i think this match will be fun though yeah she's uh, losing no matter what it's she's losing no matter what but you know tiffany stratton brings it in big situations and thea hale she's not bad she she's an over-the-top uh <laughs> far too playing to the back seats of the arena type of actress, but she's not a bad athlete. And, and I think, I think this match, this match might, might sneak up on people. I think Um, for the tag team titles of NXT Gallus, Mark coffee and Wolfgang with Joe coffee versus the family of Tony D'Angelo and Channing stacks Lorenzo. Um, all right, so we have wait, wait, it's Channing Stacks Lorenzo versus who? It's like, it, it it's the Italians versus the Scots. Oh, the Scots, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gallus. Um ooh, ooh. Uh the charges got dropped against Tony D. You got you have to consider that. Because <laughs> at one point, hey, you remember they, they You had... have to consider that. Why? It's, it's, it's a, what advantage does he give them in the match, Chris? Well, there's been a lot of moving pieces recently. Oh, oh, the stress has been relieved. Absolutely. So he can focus. He no, he no longer ha- he no longer has to deal with the legal form. This is like the NBC Sports breakdown of NXT. Yeah. You know, the charges have been dropped, so he can focus yeah, now on being he, a better athlete. Yeah, he, he can he can focus on the game, the game that he loves. <laughs> and I'm. Mm, I'm going title change. Are you going? You going to the Italians win? I'm I, going. I, I, I'm you going know what? Ita- Italians win. Italians. Yeah. Tony win. D'Angelo I, 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 is sneaky good, and he's homegrown, and it's time for that uh, to come in. Perhaps even with the help of the Creeds, who are running around here in in uh, in in dyad masks. Um, in his debut in a singles match, Gable Stevenson versus Baron Corbin. Uh, I think Baron Corbin is taking the L on this one, brother. Uh, I think he's taking the L. I'm I'm just fascinated at what this match will be. I really am, because they have put a lot into Gable, a lot, and we've seen he can throw people. Right. I mean the 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 thing about this match, in order for this match to be good, in my estimation is that Gable Stevenson has to really dominate uh, Baron Corbin and toss him around a bunch. And it'll be an interesting test to see if he can do that. In a weapons wild match, Roxanne Perez versus Blair Davenport. Tiny women with big weapons. Um, Since I didn't watch all of NXT, can you remind me who won the... uh... Who won the fight in the convenience store? Who got the upper hand on that? No, no, no. When you remember we talked about this. I started watching NXT and I fell asleep during the ah, fight. Yes, but we did not talk about it on air though. That's the problem. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we talked about pre-show, but like that. This is a thing where like I made it. Did Roxanne come out on top of that? I think she might have. I think she might have. So I think Blair's gonna win. I boy, this feels like the Bailey on the main roster story they're going to do, which is she's too nice to use these weapons against somebody, even though she's been shown to have anger issues by attacking people in convenience stores and whatnot. 
Um, boy, I think Roxanne Perez is taking the L here. I, I, I can't get, get my head around it, but I think she's taking the L. I think, Even- I mean, they just, they like keep wanting to try with Blair Davenport, but I just, I'll never see it. I'll never see it either. I, I just, I'm, I'm not. And also just too much lingering baggage for me from AEW stuff that she did. But, uh, but if Roxanne Perez wins this, she should be next for Tiffany Stratton. They should rebuild her. I'm, I'm just, they're dancing around here. Cause I can, I can see Roxanne having to go back to fighting Cora Jade again or someone, or maybe even Rhea, who knows, but yeah. And then for your singles match for the NXT championship, Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams taking on Ilya Dragunov. And I'm here to tell you, Chris, I know the ending of this already. Braun Breaker spears Ilya. <laughs> and, and that's how it ends. And then he spears Carmelo and Trick after they get the win. Oh, you, 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 we're just building a Breaker Mello 3? Yes. It is the best angle that they have right now for that title scene. Ilya Ilya's not the best foil for Mello. Uh, he's great, though. He's great. He, it's just, okay, Mello would be lit if he didn't have Trick Williams still. Yeah, it, and they really want to make Trick Williams a thing. I, I don't. Do. Yeah. Um, I, but I, it, it is absolutely happening at the expense of Mello. I agree. He is not a strong champion. He was strong in the chase. And then all of a sudden they had to make this an act. And so we have to give Trick Williams equal time. And I think what's going to happen is, is the justification is going to be Braun's going to say, if anybody's going to beat you, it's going to be me. So he takes out Ilya Dragunov. That's how I'm viewing it. But yeah, um, no, 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 no. Dragunov's not winning. There's not, no way. No. It's Mellow retains. Absolutely. No, and it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of moving parts on this match. It's not gonna be a pure one on one match. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, you know, it'll be a fun, fun time to waste some time on a Sunday. I believe it's a Sunday, July thirtieth. Yeah. Cedar Park, Texas, the H E B Center. Tickets still available if you'd like to go. Uh, but yeah, that'll uh that'll do it for our NXT preview. Chris, go ahead and uh, get the rest of the lazy river started. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about gravity. <laughs> I, I, I got to start. Really? On yeah, I got to start on gravity. And like, you're you're asking me, you of know, all I, the things you want to talk about. You want to talk about this 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 match wrapped around a bad joke? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Um. Expound. Why do we need to keep bringing in these lucha jobbers? Like yet again, this this had to be the the goofiest one yet, with the the slow walking and everything. I, it, this was uh, this it really irritated me, Chip. I don't I like I hate the gimmick. I hate it. Like I hate it to my core. Like this guy doing the moonwalk and everything, and the slow motion stuff in the entrance. I was like, nope, nope, can't do it. Hate this guy. Um, and you know, he has some nice moves or whatever. So does Bandito. So does commander. So does like, how, how did you feel about the, during the match promos that, uh, Pac was cutting on the man <laughs> as, as the man who gravity forgot, you will remember me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Oh, I hated this so much. I, I so bad. It was eight, a, it was a meta joke. Yes. Yes. Uh, Adrian Neville. This the should man. have been a thirty second match, but we had to give Gravity his stuff because he looked so impressive on the ROH pay per view and got a win. Yeah. They're, they're booking ROH pay per view wins to get onto AEW television when nobody pays attention to these ROH pay per views. I Ten thousand people. It's, tops. it's not a it's not a deep take, but it's like moments like this where you're like, "What the fuck? I'm, I'm sorry. What am I watching right now?" No, that's right. No, but the, the same thing happened with the Moxley attack on Orange Cassidy. Apparently, he came out during the ROH pay per view, uh, yeah, to to or uh, something happened with the best friends in 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 the tag match, I guess. And it's like, show us then. 
show us where why I'm watching Moxley beat up Orange Cassidy then, as opposed to they just alluded to it in the in the Blackpool Combat Club promo afterwards. And you're like, I have no idea that happened. Well, don't you watch all the product? No. <laughs> I got a life. There's 30 hours of wrestling a week. I got to cover some of it for the Lazy River. That's why it's yeah. lazy. Yeah, we, we can't do 11 hours. It's uh, it, it's it's too much. Well, with Ring of Honor, it would have been 14 because that right. Ring of Honor pay-per-view took four, three more hours. Um, And even if you do a condensed edit, you're still at like seven or eight hours of wrestling. Overall, yeah. I thought Dynamite was kind of mid. And I thought... I thought Collision for the first week since its debut wasn't very well planned and wasn't very good. I, I couldn't believe that um, they yeah. they literally took a WWE trope and did the uh, parade of of continuing promos to start the show to then lead to a match because there wasn't a lineup planned for the show until these promos all happened. And let me holla at you, player. We made a tag team match type of thing. It, it, it reeked of SmackDown 2005. You know, you had uh, uh, Starks came down, and then Punk came down, and then Darby came down, and then Christian came down, and then we had a tag match. It's like, my God, don't be that company with better people. Just be the be your company and, and show that, hey, we've planned a card tonight to do these types of things. We'll do that match next week and build to that. But it drove me nuts. The the thing I wanted to bring up uh, first for me on, on uh, what show was it? Oh, Dynamite. The AR Fox story. That was a one-night angle. I don't mind one-night angles. I actually thought the, uh, the that video... That might have been the strongest point on the show for me. It was. Yeah, and I'm not saying that that made it a great show. I just thought that the Air Fox stuff was like probably the best stuff that was on this show. Well, this should have been a four week angle to me. Oh, that sure. was my issue with it. Like, I loved the promo to set up the match. I thought that was great with the video showing it. But you have AR Fox lose here. That's fine. And you have him knock out Orange Cassidy after the match. That's cool. And then you get Darby angry at it. And then you let it simmer for a while. And then maybe Nana passes him in the hallway or somebody gives him a note or something. And, and AR Fox is still stewing, still stewing because right now Darby's going to be Sting or Jimmy Valiant and all his friends are going to turn on him. I'm fine with that, but you don't have to do it all in one night. You don't have to do the, he loses, he gets angry. He turns on Darby and he takes the money and joins the heels all in one night. That can be a procession here. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. And I just want to let you know about a brand new sponsor we have for the network. It's Eufy. And let me tell you a little bit about their newest product, the Eufy Video Smart E330. This isn't your everyday smart lock. This is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell offering triple the security and triple the convenience. Instead of loading up your door with a bunch of different devices, you install one, and it takes care of everything in a complete package. It's not just about the home security, though. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. You can let each member of your family get a password. You can monitor their movement in and out of the house. You can keep an eye on your packages. You can check in on your house while you're away. There is so much you can do with this product. Best of all, it is easy to install and set up. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. Leave that drill in the toolbox. The Eufy has keyless entry, a 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, a rechargeable battery with a four month lifespan, two way audio from the lock, enhanced night vision, 24 seven customer support. And you'll love this. None of those pesky monthly fees. Eufy sent me a smart lock 330 and I've loved it so far. It allows me peace of mind when I'm at work or when I'm away on one of my patented vacations. Plus it helps me keep track of deliveries to the house, saves me a trip back to the car. If I just need to run in for something and I forgot my keys and the two way audio system works well for those unwanted guests at my front door. No, I do not need new siding or windows or a roof. Thank you, though. You can simply tell them you aren't interested from the comfort of your couch. Now, are you ready to ditch the others and join the Eufy revolution? Of course you are. Get started today by searching Eufy Video Lock on your search engine of choice. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock 
or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can finally, once and for all, gain complete control of your door. Once again, that's E-U-F-Y video lock, eufyofficial.com slash video lock. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. But the other problem is that this is AR Fox. And I like AR Fox. I think I think WWE, there's like three three wrestlers right now doing most of AR Fox's moves that are getting far more credit than AR Fox is. But what is the where is he on the uh pecking order of important things that we need to build given that we're a month away from the biggest show in Wembley with 10,000 tickets that could still be sold. And we haven't gotten a single damn match for this pay-per-view announced yet. Again, I like AR Fox. I liked the angle. I think they could have spaced it out a little bit more. That is, that is only my point. Your turn, Chris. No, I, I don't disagree with that. I was just saying that on a show that I otherwise thought was fairly weak. Uh, yeah. I thought that that was maybe the most intriguing thing, but then like he gets aligned with the embassy, which is a faction. I just am not super excited about or anything. Um, It's, it just screams. I'm the guy who's taking the losses in this tag team with swerve against Nick Wayne and, and that. Oh, we have reunited the Lucha underground pairing of swerve and AR Fox though. That's true. Yeah. Uh, kill shot. And, I think he was just AR Fox or something. He yeah. was. Or no, he was a uh, it something. was Fox but it was different initials. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. Like LT Fox or something like that. DC yeah. Fox or a- AK Fox or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh your turn. Um man, uh was there anything else on Dynamite that really caught my attention? Uh, uh, okay. Here I don't like I'm just not super excited about the angle involving the embassy, but that bump off of the top, uh, the Death Valley driver onto the side of the apron to the outside was insane. That mm-hmm. Swerve did to Darby Allen. Um, I also would argue that that should be a finishing type of move and something you use in a pay per view. But maybe that's just old Chris talking here. Uh, before we leave Dynamite, I have something. You don't mind okay. sure so we bring out jack perry and his terrible beethoven theme song not getting over i'm sorry jack perry not the strongest promo in the world but he's working on it starting to get i mean they're, they're directing him to to take a break and look at the audience too much in my opinion to get heat and he's getting heat and i don't mind that but he's cutting this promo and it's not going great on the uh, FTW championship. And he's starting to cut the promo on Taz that we've been waiting for. We've been waiting. You and I have been waiting for the pivot 
to go to to go hard on Taz as as Hook's daddy. And then who do they bring out to respond? The one guy in the back who is weaker on promos than Jack Perry is. Jerry Lynn. To do an angle that we've now seen in Impact and 20 other smaller companies and even WWE to respect that ECW somehow built this industry. And I assume we're getting somebody from the ECW lore to face Jack Perry. Which, when in essence, all we really want is Taz to cut a promo on Jack Perry. That's all this angle really needs right now. And for Taz to be the guy to bring it in. Taz underreacting to what's happening. Yes. that's not really what the uh, FTW titles, you know, suppose that's not, that's not how, uh, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Like, okay, Taz, cool. That's, that's real heat. Boy, I care about this now. I want Taz to talk about why he built that. I mean, be team Taz, Taz again, and explain what that FTW title meant to you in your career when you were in ECW and you thought you should be the world champion, but Shane Douglas was too popular or whatever, you know? Give me some fired up Taz here. Give me somebody who's fired up. Jerry Lynn is not the definition of fired up. And somebody need to carry the emotion of that scene. And they weren't getting there. And then Jack Perry has to do that. I'm not, I don't have my, I don't have my gear on right now. I gotta go. It was such a, it was such a miss for a guy that needs to be heated up. And, and it's just. I, I totally thought he was going to low blow Jerry Lynn. I didn't think this was actually going to build to a match. I don't think it's going to build to a match. They're apparently oh. having a... Uh, <laughs> Jerry Lynn will address Jungle Boy next week or something like oh. that. Oh, I see. No, yeah, I, I actually mean I was kind of... I was thinking match too, but apparently Jerry Lynn can't do a match. I don't. Right. I don't know. Yeah, no. I fi- I know. I I figured he can't, or like like he you know doesn't have. I didn't think it was gonna be like a real match. I thought it was gonna be like Jack Perry just ambushes him. Here you comes know? Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Oh, bam, I do not need Tommy bam, Dreamer. Bam, but then I mean, like you're gonna get that. You're gonna get. Uh, well, I, Bully Ray's campaigning. Absolutely. Right. You're going to get a parade of your nostalgia from ECW. Each one of them will lose in their own way to Jack Perry. And that's what we're going to, we're going to make like the FTW title, the ECW like tribute title for a moment. Yeah. Um, Hunter Q Robbins, the third needs a payday. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, uh, there is CW Anderson still wrestling. Yeah, I think in the Indies. Rhino's still around. We could bring him in. And that'd be sick. Let's bring in CW and Rhino. The guy to bring in is Too Cold Scorpio, who's still working and still awesome. That would actually be sweet. I would I would love that. I, I mean, look. And even do it in the, in the vein of we're bringing in Scorpio. Scorpio Sky? I've beaten him before. No, Too Cold Scorpio. There I mean, I... I don't think they're going to go super long with this based on the hook vignette. So I think there's only going to be one or two, but man, this would actually be a good way to push Jack Perry as a heel. Just have him like keep beating like a, you know, an old ECW veteran, uh, you know, periodically here. And, and yeah, there are actually a surprising number of them who are still somewhat active or active enough that they could come in and do like, a match or a smoke and mirrors match and, and, and make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Movie. <Hell yeah>. Let's, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and, and then it ends with LA park coming in and just killing him. Oh, I'd be all for that. Uh, your turn, sir. Mm, okay. Uh, then outside of that, uh, I, I, the Jericho and Don Callis stuff is not intriguing to me in the slightest. This, this I think is, this is subtraction by addition here, where you've like added the Jericho Appreciation Society to whatever Don Callis's nefarious angle was, and like it has downcycled Don Callis's angle, and not elevated the Jericho Appreciation Society in any way, shape, or form. Like, 
I don't know this is helping. I don't know this is helping either faction long term. So I'm very I'm perplexed like what we're doing here. I think we're getting an interesting split, but again, I have thought that there would be at least three horsemen beatdowns along the way in the history of AEW that have not happened yet. But I think there's a possibility that um Garcia and uh Guevara are part of Callus's family. Or they will be offered the chance to be in Callus's family after this tag match, which Jericho is going Jericho is going to take the fall in the Takeshita Jericho team. And then Callus is going to stick the boots to Jericho with Takeshita. And I think Guevara and um and I, I think uh, Sammy and uh, why do I always blank on his name? Sammy and Garcia. And Garcia. What's Garcia's first name? Uh, Daniel. Daniel. Thank you. I always want to call him Danny, but that's the Rock's wife, uh, ex-wife. Uh, Garcia and, and Guevara are going to join with Callus. I think that's the move here. And then the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society will somehow end up with Jack Perry when Anna Jay joins him finally. Uh, stealing a line from my boy BOC, Brian O'Connell, former Shake Them Ropes guest. Real opportunity lost here when uh, Jericho and Daddy Magic are talking and him not saying, want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples soft? Mm. But mm. yeah, I, I, I think Jericho's gonna go away for a while, tour with Fozzie in Europe for, for the rest of the summer. I would love emo Jericho in the rafters watching like Sting in 95, but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh my God. But he is, he, no, he would actually like this because it would just give him a chance to like walk off and do a reboot when he comes back. Yes. He's trying to think he's, he's going to come in with some sort of fiery babyface character based on some movie character. And that's, that's what he's, he's looking to reinvent himself. And this is a way to write him off. That's my opinion. Yeah. That's kind of, that's what I'm thinking too here that like, yes, everyone, Okay, you you got me here. The the JAS turns on Jericho. Well, the JAS just don't save him. I think Guevara and Sam, but Guevara and uh, and and Garcia go with with Don though and Takeshita because somebody needs to be lackeys for for that faction. So we're just gonna go to that. Um, I'm gonna go to WWE main roster. Uh, as we were talking pre-show, Raw, I thought was a strong show. Or at least watchable. Um, look, I'm not going to say there was a lot of five-star matches and stuff, but the promos are interesting. Cody Rhodes continues to be one of the most interesting people in, in wrestling. Still, I'm actually excited for this match with, with him. Um, uh, you know, it's weird that Sammy and Kevin feel so cooled off as tag team champions because they're taking back seats to Dominic and the judgment day. And they're also taking back seats to this bloodline thing going on on SmackDown. And we did not give SmackDown enough flowers because we generally record on the same night as SmackDown, but Jay and Roman sit down talking, uh, tribal rules or whatever it is for, for this, for this match was, was fun stuff where the elders who are off screen characters are involved and we're supporting this whole thing. Um, <laughs> Paul Heyman calling himself the Juso is is uh, is funny to me. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Um, but I'll, I'll bring up a problem here that WWE does have. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is super, super, super over. He has, I believe, four of the top five top-selling T-shirts. Maybe it's three of the top five top-selling T-shirts. He comes out, everybody sings along with his promos, and then he loses because they don't want to push him necessarily. He's not their guy, but he should be their guy. He does everything that they want. He's making them a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm not saying you belt him with the big belt. But are you telling me he's not good enough to be in this North American title match and we have to give it to Rey Mysterio instead against Grayson Waller? I, I mean, I I think I, I I say him higher. I think 
after Jay Uso loses, just to move the bloodline storyline away from just internal squabbling, have LA Knight come out here and basically paintbrush Roman Reigns. That would that would light stuff on fire. I'm, people, I yeah, think I think that'd be a hot program. If, yeah, if, I, if, I think so too. That like he just doesn't he he's just completely uninterested in any of the family dynamic. I'm, I'm sorry, almost... Santos Escobar won that four way. I think I, I I I'm misremembering things all of a sudden. But Cameron but, yeah. Grimes was in there too. Hey, we got a Cameron Grimes sighting finally back on SmackDown. But but yeah, I I would have L.A. Knight's downfall essentially be the fact that he sort of Icarus. is so. He's so singularly focused on Roman Reigns that, like, because he's like, I just don't have any time for any of your family crap. That's ultimately what bites him in the ass long term in the feud. Okay. Um, I, I encourage you to go back and watch the reaction he got on last week's SmackDown. It is. We we've talked about LA Knight here for a few years. We talked about him in NXT when he when he made that pivot to being the NXT black and gold baby face. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? Because he's uber, uber popular now with that NXT crowd. And this is before he got released. And then he gets brought back. He's doing maximum male models. They drop him. Triple H drops him for that after after Vince leaves. Because Vince didn't see him as a wrestler. They put him out there. And he is a... Look, he has... Again, we always had to give the caveat. Yes, he's kind of doing a rock stone cold uh, diction slash delivery type thing. Even but it's the bumping. His bumping is kind of reminiscent of the way the rock would bump. It's main event WWE style. That's all it is. I mean, this is what they've wanted out of people for years. And they're like, well, we can't put the rock at him because he doesn't work our main event style. Well, here's LA Knight. He's a little older than you want him to be. He's uh, but you know, he does his very short stanzas in the promo so that people can 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 go yeah afterwards. He, <laughs> it boggles my mind that they're leaving the money on the table. That's all I'm saying here. I, no, I don't. I, I'm with you. You just you know you go with him for like three years and you see what you got. Not um, even three years. Three months. Well, see, I mean, see if he can but, carry but, a main event his, program. Like, his long-term run is like three years, right? You know, like what, what's this guy's ultimate length? Maybe five. You know? I'd say three tops. Yeah, right. I'm with you. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't uh, need to make him the face of your company. No, but you should see what you got with him for sure. You should see, yeah, you should see if you can draw with him. I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm. It's, it's an amazing piece of work because you you watch these things. And I think the last, I mean, there, there are guys that this happens to. It's happened with Zack Ryder at one point in his career when his internet show took off. And then and then people in crowds started really, really cheering for him. And then they started bringing out Kane to kill him all the time. Right. Um, right. What's another example that you can think of of this kind of thing with WWE where they're really, where Sandow. the fans. Who? Damien Sand- Sandow. Sandow. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, people wanted him to get the briefcase, but and they did that, but with extreme reluctance. And they they hated that was in a particular like the peak of them really resenting the fans wanting specific outcomes in their television show. Benoit, yeah, you shall not be named. I mean, yeah. he just he just got over by being a bully in the ring, um, and they didn't want him because they didn't view him as sexually attractive enough in a story that is part of WWE lore. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, dude, he's selling so much damn merchandise. Y- you got to see what you got with him because he's a moneymaker. You know, kind of like, uh, I mean, they, they pushed Enzo for less. <laughs> I mean, they didn't really push the Shinsuke fiend. Nakamura. They gave up on Shinsuke Nakamura pretty quick. Uh, was he selling merch? I, I thought he was moving some merch. I mean, he was doing well with the uh, Boogs gimmick for a while, but I mean, for I mean, he he came in, yeah, they pushed him, and and what really killed him was the, uh, you remember the dream match story with AJ Styles? 
Yes. Where everybody thought, oh, we're getting a oh, New Japan yeah. style yeah, singles yeah. match, and then AJ Styles just kicked him in the balls. Yep. Womp womp. Here you go, Shin. <laughs> uh, I got nothing else. What do you have? Um, let me see here. Uh, was there anything else on Raw? You know, Raw otherwise was a pretty watchable show. Um, you know, I, I I like Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. I think is actually a, a nice choice for the tag champion. They make me laugh. Yeah, no, I I they, they work for me. Chelsea Green is fantastic. I, I said this last week. Number one, she'll take a bump for anybody and make them look good. She has sneaky good comedic timing as the flake half of this team. And then Sonya Ville, Sonya Deville can just stand there and scowl and be fine with me. I, I like Sonya Deville a lot. Always. A, I, you know, I miss the suits. I was a big fan of Sonya Deville's suit game, but uh, I like them as a team. And I think they're perfect foils for the Katana chance. Caden Carter team too. I agree. Um, I think alpha Academy needs to be winning more at this point. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's time for them to be, less just purely comedy baby faces and also like actually formidable at this point the uh, focus is wrong they're focusing on yes. the women of of right. both the uh, uh valhalla <laughs> valhalla and maxine and, and maxine like, and that's the wrong focus i agree i agree um they basically have i mean i think with uh down with chase you they basically have the right template for what should be happening with this alpha academy thing yeah yeah well so. The thing with Chase U, I need to see a merger also. Chase U and Alpha Academy merger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Thea Hale's really the star of Chase U. Maxine is not the star of Alpha Academy. And and she should be a sideshow versus the main focus, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, but that's also because they've never fully committed to Chad Gable as the main character, which he That's should. true, because he's because he's short. Yep. Even though he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, I mean, this is a guy who I think they've criminally underutilized, uh, like throughout the entirety of his career. Uh, I like heel Shinsuke Nakamura. I think if we're not going to put boogs with him anymore, I think this is an appropriate thing at his age. And I, uh, I'm kind of here for Tommaso Ciampa and Shinsuke Nakamura. I like Tommaso Ciampa a lot. I do too. Um, I I'm with you. I think heel Shinsuke is probably better than face Shinsuke at this stage. Although we'll see if the audience fully bites on it. Like he, he might have to be like a real, it might be hard to make him a heel if you don't sufficiently make him dastardly. Yeah. Um, you know what he needs? He needs a stable and, and to be part of a stable, not the head of a stable, but because WWE doesn't, I mean, WWE does stables poorly in my opinion. In terms of, it's always like a star, a guy who's going to turn on the star, and a red shirt, and sometimes a woman. Um, boy, I, yeah, if, if, see, it's on Raw, so there's no stable to be had there. If he were on SmackDown, he'd be a sneaky good candidate for Bobby Lashley's stable that's starting to form over there with the Street Profits. Hmm. But you know, but I think they're just gonna do hurt business 3.0 or whatever it is over there. But Shinsuke would be a good silent enforcer for like a stable, like like a Dolph Ziggler if he ever decide if they ever decide to push him again as the head of a stable type of a thing. He'd be good as Dolph's uh go-to to kill somebody. I think that'd be a good thing, but you know. I, you know, right now we're just gonna have to enjoy it for what it is. I think he's just mainly there to get I don't know. Is he there to just get Tommaso over? Uh, How about Shinsuke as Miz's heavy? I mean, Shinsuke, okay, Miz, Shinsuke, and Bronson Reed. I'm kind of there for that. That that could be a faction. That could be an interesting faction, as long as Miz is not the focal point. You know, Miz is kind of the boss type of a thing. Yeah. Um. I I got nothing else. Um, me neither. All right, cool. We'll wrap it up there. It's been Shake Them Ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins. You can follow me on on X. I guess we're calling X now. The the platform formerly known as Twitter at Crap Game Thirteen. You can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes, all one word. 
can follow Chris on Instagram at D-O-C-T-O-R underscore Nove. That is Dr. Nove for those who know how to spell. I will not be joining X. No, he's on threads. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that, I think I, I don't even I actually still don't know where that is. On don't the- join don't join threads because you can never get rid of it without deleting your account. So that's Oh, uh, okay. Oh, so it, it's actually like an additional add-on thing to Instagram? Yes. I'm on Instagram. That's that's really the important. He's on the gram. He plays I guitar. Am. He does his thing. I do. I do my thing. Let and- me get my plugs first. Okay. <laughs> I'm also on Fight Game Media on Wednesdays doing the Dynamite Show. Patreon.com slash Dynamite. Patreon.com slash Fight Game Media. Five bucks a month. Hot takes. Thorough deconstruction with myself and uh, Paul Ace Fontaine over there. Um, if you're part of Fight Game, go listen to David Lovell's show. I picked 15 random songs for his jukebox show. Some interesting choices. I got some interesting feedback from that. But uh, yeah, Chris uh, Chris teaches guitar. He's a man about <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico. In oh, the yeah. Queue. Yeah, no, if you follow me uh, next week, I will be posting pictures of me riding on top of the Sandia Peak tramway. So from base at 6,500 feet all the way up to 10,300 feet. And are you, are, now, do you have a harness for that? Yes, they are. They are in, indeed including the coward's rope. Thank you. <laughs> Well, no, uh, I just get nervous about those things. Oh, God, no, I would never do it without On top that. of it, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, you, you like, get, like, actually harnessed in and stuff. There's, like, a, there's, and you have, like, a vest thing that holds you in place. I, you're not, you're very, you're very cinched in. Um, But, yeah, no, uh, it's part of the training to be the cabin operator for uh, the Sandia Peak Tram, and I'm like, all right, got to do this. Got to do it at least once. Um like and i will just you know uh try not to uh freak out as i'm on the top like not i definitely will not be looking down too much public transit chris novembrino i know i know well actually it's privately owned so it's not even public transit want to get any plugs in for your guitar lessons yeah i do want guitar lessons people you should uh hit me up on the gram instagram.com slash dr underscore nove I will actually, if you're listening to this, be doing a free session here on Sunday evening. Uh, If you are interested in a link for the free session, it's open to all who want to use the link. I will be shooting that off like, uh, I don't know, late Sunday afternoon. So message me and I will get you that link. Uh, Hope to see, I don't know, anyone who's listening here. I have nothing to tag on that. There you go. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, do you like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are you a Shin Nihon freak? If so, check out the Super Jcast with Joel and Damon on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And even if you fucking hate New Japan Pro Wrestling, listen to the Super Jcast anyway. Not just for our great show reviews, analysis, and pastrami sandwiches, mm-hmm. but there's also usually some dick jokes somewhere in the obligatory opening 30 minutes of absolute nonsense we chat about every single week. That's the Super Jcast for all all the best talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps, and pornography.